Coming up on Shop Talk. Well, when you're using digital tools, these orders are going to be more profitable. And with an industry where the average profit margin is 4%, we want to bring them tools for them to increase their profits. And digital ordering is a great way for them to achieve that. Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego. And I'm Angel Zoe. And this is the July 2022 edition of Shop Talk with Monero. Welcome to Shop Talk, Angel. Thank you for having me, Al. And congratulations on your recent uh, nuptials. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this must be, you know, the, the second most exciting thing that's happened to you this year. Oh, I suppose so. I've never been on a podcast. Oh. So very excited to be here. There you go. Angel, you're a product specialist here at Moneris. That's right. Uh, so do you have any cool or interesting new products you can share with us today? Of course. Last month, we launched our first ever point of sale restaurant solution, and it's called Moneris Go Appetite. Oh, that's exciting. So to be clear, we've had... Uh, restaurant POS systems before, but they've always been through partners, right? That's right. GoAppetite is the first in-house solution. And why is that important? Well, when it comes to being in-house, we're in a much better position to respond to our merchants. Mm -hmm. For example, we can develop features, create unique packages and pricing, and we can provide a much more end-to-end customer experience to help their business succeed. Sounds great. So what does the GoAppetite solution offer? Well, in a nutshell, it covers everything a restaurant would need. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the POS app let you manage front of house, which covers table management, reservations, sending orders, bill splitting, and lots more. And then the kitchen display app, it lets you manage back of house, which receives all the orders from POS in real time. And it efficiently organizes tickets by dining, takeout, online ordering, and online order will be coming shortly. Mm -hmm. Now, lastly, we also have a merchant portal where you can handle all the admin activities. For example, reporting, inventory tracking, adding user profiles. And of course, as a manager, you can quickly pop back there and update your menu and floor plan too. That sounds pretty comprehensive. We collected input from across Moneris, all the stakeholders and restaurant owners themselves. So we developed Moneris Go Appetite to be a full ecosystem of products that our restaurant owners want and need today. Well, there's definitely a need. Yes. The restaurant industry has been one of the hardest hit by the pandemic, as we all know. And now more than ever, they really need the tools to help their business across multiple channels. It's funny you say that because restaurants are a major part of a larger sector that's been hit really hard by the pandemic. What's that? Tourism. Ah, yes. Tourism has definitely suffered. But now as travel restrictions begin to lift and more events return, we're seeing more and more visitors to Canada again. Oh, I'm sure that's welcome news for many businesses. It is. So for this month's theme, I thought we'd take a look at the tourist season, specifically summer tourism, which is such a short season in this country. Yes. Blink and you'll miss it. That's right. I thought we could provide some useful information to help business owners get the most out of this year's tourist season. Who do you have lined up? Well, our feature interview is with Rene Pierre Pleurd from Eweet. He's going to talk about another great solution for restaurants. Ah, yes. RP will definitely have a lot of useful information for our restaurants. I'll also have Jordan Williamson on to talk about dynamic currency conversion. Well, that's a must have, especially if you have a lot of customers visiting from outside of Canada. Indeed. And we'll have our regular visit from Sean McCormick, who will bring tourism consumer spending data. It's always good to have actual data to drive informed decisions. Agreed. So who's first? Well, up first is my chat with RP. Featured interview. I'm joined by Rene Pierre Pleurd. He's the head of UE University at UE. Rene, thank you so much for joining me today. Alan, it's a pleasure. Thank you for welcoming me. Let's talk about UE for a second. What exactly does UE do? So you eat, we are a white label online ordering platform mm -hmm. uh, and we serve thousands of restaurants across Canada. So we are providing an online ordering platform directly on the restaurant's website 
fully customizable, fully personalized to each restaurant, their logo, their menu, their brands. Excellent. How long has you been around? So we are officially in business since 2017. Mm -hmm. And last year in 2021, we were acquired by Moneris. So we're beyond excited to be joining the Moneris family. Excellent. Yes. Welcome to the team. So this month's theme for the podcast is tourist season. And uh, obviously one of the big components of a tourist season for any, any city is the restaurant industry. Patios are open. It's, it's summer, it's midsummer. Patios are open. Restaurants are, are thriving. Uh, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, I think people are itching to get out and dine out again. So let's talk about some of the struggles that these businesses have been having. Uh, how does you eat kind of help with that? For sure. So let's talk really about the restaurant industry. As you said, with COVID made things particularly challenging mm-hmm. when you factor in that, the average profit margin of a restaurant in Canada is around 4%. Right. And that dates all the way back to 2019. So we're already thinking that probably in 2022, we're still waiting for the official numbers. That's probably going to be a lot lower. Right. Unfortunately, restaurants have been dealing with multiple challenges and just COVID made these even worse. Uh, I think the one of the top challenge right now, obviously, is going to be with labor shortage. Right. Employees are tired, exhausted, even burned out. Mm -hmm. And it is particularly difficult to hire new employees and keep these employees on board. But as you said yourself, customers are beyond excited to finally be able to meet again, have a drink on the patio, and their expectations have never been higher. So you can probably tell that this is beyond challenging when you're dealing with labor shortage and high customer expectations. And that's where we come in. So we are, as we said, we we provide online ordering tools. Mm -hmm. So for takeout and delivery, but we are also providing digital ordering tools on premise, such as table ordering. So it's a great way for customers to browse the menu, take a look at what's available, and they can even order from said menu and pay oh. without waiting for any employees. They can really do it themselves if they wish to do so. Excellent. So it's kind of like, you know, you're ordering takeout, but you're actually in the restaurant at the table waiting for the. And I mean, okay, I mean, let's rewind a second here. I know. I mean, people came back to restaurants and, uh, you know, in the beginning, there was there was a lot of uh, patience and understanding from by customers knowing that, you know, these restaurants have been closed for a while and, and they're reopening and maybe they're understaffed. I mean, eventually that kind of patience may, may start wearing thin. And uh, so this kind of tool, this kind of product sounds like it might help uh, that situation. Couldn't agree more. And mm-hmm. um, just to put things in perspective, just the way it works, when COVID hit, obviously paper menus be gone. Restaurants were using more and more d- digital tools, such as a simple QR code, which yes. is a code that you scan using your phone. And you could use that to see the menu mm-hmm. instead of touching a, a menu. But what we're providing is a way for restaurants to, yes, they could use a QR code to showcase the menu. But from the same menu, guests can order and pay. And that order will be pushed to the restaurant's kitchen. And then you just have one employee who will bring over the food to your table. It's about giving customers the choice. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, for sure, whenever I use, would scan that QR code, look at the menu, I've thought more than once, man, it would have been cool if I could just order right now from my phone. <laughs> so so you guys are, are providing that. That's amazing. Uh, so, for, but I mean, for, for restaurant workers who might think, look at this as a threat maybe to, to their jobs, what, what would you say mm-hmm. to them? I think it's a preconceived idea that digital table ordering is in a way taking away jobs. And I To be told, I do understand that. But the reality is table ordering is about 
optimizing jobs. You mm-hmm. still need employees to welcome guests, answer menu questions, bring the food. Yeah. The table ordering is about optimizing their jobs by removing mundane tasks. And at the same time, it's about giving the choice to the customers. Because as I said, many restaurants are already using a QR code to show the menu. So if they're able to allow these customers to order, Mm -hmm. this is a great way to align with their expectations. They no longer have to wait for an employee to take in their order. And when it's patio season, Mm -hmm. if you want an additional drink before you go for the theater or something, well, you can order, pay and get it. Mm -hmm. But when I say it's about giving the choice, it's because there's some customers who prefer the old fashioned way. Sure. They want to order the old fashion way. That's fine because, you know, for restaurants, for many restaurants, these customers' experiences on premise are what made them extremely popular in the past, these relationships with their with their customers. But we need to understand that it is now about giving the choice. Right. It's really the customer will get to choose, do they want an old fashioned way or do they want a new way? And really any business you have, a uh, customer centric experience is first and foremost, the most important thing, right? Couldn't agree more. And mm. truth be told as well, when, you, when you're thinking of using digital ordering tools, mm-hmm. it is proven that these orders are gonna be more profitable. Mm-hmm. because the system can use, for example, you, we, we used artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence making smart recommendations right. that guests actually want to add more to their cart. And since you don't have that pressure of making a decision right away, mm-hmm. do you want an extra dessert or do you want something? Well, when you're using digital tools, these orders are going to be more profitable. And with an industry where the average profit margin is 4%, we want to bring them tools for them to increase their profits. And digital ordering is a great way for them to achieve that. Uh, That sounds great, RP. Uh, Do you have any numbers that, that show this? Yeah, for sure. Restaurants using the UE platform, they see an increase in the average ticket size getting mm-hmm. as high as 40 percent. Wow. And that is increased profitability right out of the box. So mm-hmm. whether it's all night ordering, table ordering or on premise ordering, the average ticket size will be higher. And this is a common occurrence. It is not an exception. That's amazing. That's an impressive number. Thank you so much, RP. If our listeners wanted to learn more about UE, your products and services, where could they look? For sure. So check out our website, ue.io, or you can follow us on social media. We post quite often tips, tricks to make the techno transformation easy and profitable. And if you're already a Moneris merchant and you're interested in learning more about UE, you can always uh, contact your Moneris rep for more information. Thank you so much, RP, for your time today. Thank you, Alan. It was great. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Moneris. Today has shown us tomorrow has changed. Changed how we'll live, work, and do business. Because now we're more open to what's possible. Open to contactless payments, online bookings, curbside pickups, and more. Open your business to more opportunity with solutions to help you succeed online, in-store, or on the go. To talk to one of our business advisors, call one 866 Moneris or visit Moneris.com today. By the numbers. I'm joined by Sean McCormick, Director of Sales and Marketing at Spenscape. Thank you, Sean, for joining me today. Good to be on again, Al. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, tourism spend this month. Restrictions are lifting. We're seeing more and more people coming into the country. Does that show in the consumer spending data? 
Yeah, it does actually. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the news about Pearson Airport, how the um, processes are have been relaxed uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to to COVID testing, and it's generally becoming a more consumer friendly environment, a passenger friendly environment. And when when we look back to the beginning of the year at foreign spend data, year over year change in volume, we were trending at about eighty percent year over year increase for each of. January, February, March, and April. So that's to say that it was basically a flat line that was consistently 80% above the levels seen one year ago. Then in May, we saw a jump up to 104%. So it went from 80% one year ago up to basically double Mm -hmm. the volume of a year ago. Um, So we were seeing more foreign uh, spend in Canada over the course of 2022 and then a big jump in May. What sort of uh, merchant segments are we looking at there? That would be total spend across mm-hmm. all merchant segments. I can tell you that, you know, hotels, for example, year over year versus May of 2021, hotels are up over 600%. Wow. Um, entertainment up over 500%. Mm-hmm. Restaurants, remember talking foreign spend in Canada, restaurants are up 925%. So 9x what it was this time last year. If we combine all of the different spending categories, it's about double. It's 104% of where we were at this year as it relates to total foreign spend here in Canada. So those are significant numbers, obviously, and it, it good signs that uh, the, the economy and especially tourism is rebounding uh, this year. It doesn't hurt to have major uh, events coming back. And for example, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, the F1 return to Montreal. What did that look like for the local economy? Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, F1 is a very, uh, it's an international crowd. It's probably similar to the type of fan that you would see for a World Cup event. Uh, We have all of these teams, international teams from all across the world, fans from all across the world. Uh, What we saw in foreign spend volume in Montreal was that 54% of the foreign spend volume on F1 weekend came from the United States, which serves to reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Montreal, close to an American border, just generally close to the U.S. The hardcores make the trip up to to Montreal for that race. Second on the list of the top 10 countries countries uh, spending money in Montreal that weekend. Number two was China at yeah. uh, at seven percent, hmm. which is kind of interesting when you when you think about all of the all of the restrictions that are still in place in China. Seven percent of the foreign spend volume in Montreal came from that country, followed next by the UK at at four percent. And obviously, an event like that really brings in a lot of money in the local economy. Let's talk about some of those segments like bars and restaurants. It's an interesting number here when you compare bars and restaurants. So we're talking about restaurants that don't serve liquor versus bars that do. So on the foreign volume, restaurants, and we're looking at 2022 Grand Prix versus 2019 Grand Prix. So Mm pre-pandemic Grand Prix. In 2022, foreign spend at restaurants was up 34% over 2019. Great stuff. Foreign spend at bars declined 12% over 2019. So lots to unpack there in terms of reasons, but it seems to me that those foreign tourists aren't partying the Mm -hmm. way they were Mm -hmm. 
in 2019, just at a really high unscientific level. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what would be inferred on that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you take foreign spend out of that and you look at total volume growth, 2022 Grand Prix versus 2019 Grand Prix, bars were down 24 percent versus 2019 and restaurants were down 6%. Right. And that's just overall, that's domestic spend and foreign spend. So there's still a little bit of work to do to get back to 2019 levels. But what, what we saw was that foreign spend in restaurants at least was up. Yeah, definitely. Baby steps. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sean, for your time today. Thanks, Al. Ask an expert. I'm joined by Jordan Williamson. He's the Director of Product Strategy and Development at Moneris. Jordan, thank you so much for taking some time for me today. Of course, I'm happy to be here. So the theme for this month's podcast is uh, tourist season. Restrictions are lifting. Tourists are starting to be allowed into the country again. What sort of tools can you recommend that might help small business owners uh, maximize on the tourist dollar? One of the best would be dynamic currency conversion. Mm. And that comes from a few different angles. So to briefly explain what dynamic currency conversion is, what this is, is when uh, a tourist comes to a merchant's location and they use their card from their home country at a Moneris merchant, right. they're prompted in the middle of the transaction whether they'd like to pay in their home currency or in Canadian dollars. Oh, so okay. for example, if you're an American tourist and you're in Canada, they'll just say, do you wanna pay in American dollars or Canadian dollars? Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. The benefit for the card holder is they're not gonna have that sticker shock. I know I've had that before where I travel to another country, I put something on my credit card, and when it's converted to Canadian dollars later on, I'm like, oof, I spent a lot more than I thought. Right. So what this will allow is the cardholder to see the dollar figure up front and be able to opt in to pay in their home currency so that they're reconciling all their bills and their cash flow on their statements accordingly. Or it could just be a great reference point for them. And then they choose the Canadian dollars anyways. Um, so it's basically a convenience factor for the cardholder. And it allows that uh, a small business merchant to offer that service that you might only commonly expect to see at a large national merchant. Right. You have that same level of service down in the, the small business uh, that, set. That's great. So, the, so it happens at, at point of transaction. Uh, when, when you've got the device in your hand, it'll show you the price in Canadian. But if you want to pay in your own currency, it'll show you the exchange rate right there. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's really real time. So we reach out in the essentially a blink of an eye mm-hmm. and we see what the current FX rate is and we present it back to the cardholder so that they're making the most informed decision at that point. And for the merchant, it doesn't matter to them what they choose, right. no matter what, they're going to be settled in Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not going to impact the funds deposited the next day or anything. Moneris handles that whole process. So although the cardholders paying in American dollars, right. they're still being settled in Canadian dollars. That's great. So what cards are accepted right now with uh, dynamic currency conversion? So the two card brands that allow mm-hmm. dynamic currency conversion are Visa and MasterCard. Right. So obviously all card brands can do this FX in the background after the fact, but Visa and MasterCard understand the value to cardholders. So they're opening up and allowing the dynamic currency conversion. So that would be for uh, Visa or MasterCard credit, mm-hmm. uh, which we're all used to, but in some other countries, uh, Visa and MasterCard actually issue debit cards. So it would work for those debit products as well. Oh, that's great. So if I'm a, a Moneris merchant and I wanted to add this feature to my payment processing, how difficult is it to do that? It's very simple. So if you have one of our legacy products, one of the older terminals, or if you have our Moneris core platform, mm-hmm. all you do is you call into Moneris, you ask them to add the service. There might be the, the typical sales process, a form you might need to sign, but in terms of actually enabling the solution, Moneris updates in the background, your terminal will sync and it'll pull that, that update. And the next time that someone inserts their card, 
they'll be able to uh, benefit from the service. Great. And uh, is there an extra fee to this? No, actually, dynamic currency conversion is a very unique product where uh, because FX has it's essentially a commodity being able to transfer foreign currency is a commodity that you would pay for on your credit card or if you went to a money exchange you would pay for that service anyways so we put that same type of fee to the cardholder during the transaction process and it's fully visible they can see what the markup is but essentially one percent of that transaction goes back to the merchant as a revenue share so a merchant who enables this service right. can actually have it as a revenue generating service on their behalf there's no there's no hard fees to them interesting so it doesn't cost you extra and it could actually make some money back for your business. Exactly. That's great. Uh, is there anything else uh, we're, we're forgetting here? So through dynamic currency conversion, we actually see a decrease in chargebacks as well. Really? How does that work? So using the example that I used before, if you travel and use your credit card overseas or in another country, you might not recognize the merchant name or the amount that you spent mm -hmm. where doing that currency exchange upfront allows them to see exactly how much they're going to be charged, which then allows when you see your credit statement, a month later, you can say, oh, $75 for dinner. I, I remember spending that because right. you're not being hit with that conversion after the fact. So right. we actually see a decrease in chargebacks for merchants who use dynamic currency conversion, specifically for foreign cards. That's great. Uh, obviously, in the ever competitive market, no matter what your business is, whether it's a restaurant, retail, if you're in services, we have to look at ways that we can deliver more value to our customers. And one way is by reducing friction and giving a better payment experience. And dynamic currency conversion can really help with that, especially in heavy tourist areas. Not every tourist who comes into Canada has French or English as their first language. Right. So the payment process can be a little bit anxiety inducing as it is mm -hmm. when they see their home currency and we mark it out very nicely with the flag of their home country. Mm -hmm. It can translate the entire thing into numbers and allow them to understand the payment process a lot better. So it can help with not only the settlement, seeing your transactions later on, but also seeing upfront exactly how much it costs in your home currency can really help. It certainly sounds like a no brainer for anybody who might have a, a customer coming in from out of country. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Jordan, for your time today. No problem. Thank you. Save the day. I'm joined by Amanda Ibrahim. She's the communication specialist on our events and ESG team. Thank you for joining me today, Amanda. Thanks for having me, Al. So what do you have in store for us for July? All right. Another busy month. Mm. On July 15th, Moneris will be at the Immigrant Women in Business Conference Network. This conference is all about women's empowerment, social impact, diversity, equity, and entrepreneurship. And where can people learn more about this event? You can find out more on Immigrant Women in Business's website. Very good. Well, what's next? On July 21st to the 23rd, Moneris will be at the Canadian Medical Veterinarian Association Convention mm. at the Halifax Convention Center. Is there a link for that one? Yeah, you can come check us out at booth 202. And to register, you can check out the CVMA website. What else do you have for us, Amanda? On July 28th, Moneris is hosting the second webinar of the three-part series this summer. Mm -hmm. Madhu Manoharan, Senior Product Manager at Moneris, will be chatting about how to prepare your business for the holidays because it's never too early to start planning. Oh boy, we're already talking about the holidays. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> Where can we learn more about that? You can register at smallbusinessbc.ca. Excellent. Anything else? Yeah, I just want to call out the third cohort of the e-commerce North Accelerator applications are still open, but this is your last call to apply. Applications are closed on July 13th. Excellent. Last call for the e-commerce North. So if you want to apply, apply now. Where can they apply? ecommercenorth.ca. Perfect. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Al. And that's all we have for this month. I hope you found this episode informative. Before we sign off, I'd like to let you know that there are now two seasons of the Yes, We Are Open podcast available to binge right now. Each season features eight stories from eight different small Canadian businesses. I tell their origin story, the story of their greatest struggle, and how they overcame that struggle. Here's a little taste from the latest season two. Right now, you can binge season two of the Yes, We Are Open podcast. Eight Canadian businesses with eight stories of perseverance. Yes, we're open. Yes, we are open. Yes, we are open. Yes, we are open. Hell yeah, we're open. Subscribe now to Yes, We Are Open. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yes, we're open. And we're not going anywhere. I love it. That's great. We're here to stay. Perfect. <laughs> if you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast. And yes, we are open wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to support this show, share this podcast with your network or reviews on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you have any payment related questions you'd like to submit to one of our experts, you can email us at podcast@moneris.com. Join us again next month for more expert insight and data to help you grow your business. Angel, thank you so much for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. On behalf of Angel, myself, and the rest of Moneris, thank you for listening to Shop Talk. Talk again in August. Mm-hmm.